You're listening to Fandoms. I'm your host, Brody Otway. Join me as I interview a guest about anything from sucking toes to UFOs. Today on the show, we'll be talking to Brayden from Alien Theorist Theorizing about aliens. Welcome to the say, show. I'm hoping we're talking about sucking toes because that sounds way more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if that's what you're a fan of, man, we can have you on for another episode. Uh, yeah, I want to talk to one of these guys, man. That sounds uh, interesting, especially you know my background. I always get accused of having toe fungus because it popped up on my uh on my ads, my targeted ads one time, it was like, you got toe fungus. Since then, everyone gives me shit all the time. Pristine oh. toes, by the way, I, I got to say, pristine. The licking condition? Yeah. So UFOs, though, how did you first become interested in aliens and space and UFOs? I mean, I mean, I grew up in my, like, my formidable years was probably like when ancient aliens was just kicking off, really. So it's like, you know, I was watching that show and it's like, who, you know, I mean, who has it, like... Who doesn't love aliens and spaceships and shit? I remember like being a little kid in elementary school and like you'd go to the library and sign up books. I remember there was this like big like science book with like aliens and what different aliens might look like on different planets and stuff. And I was always just fascinated by that stuff. So it's like as you kind of get older and into these topics and stuff, it just kind of, you know, it kind of matures. And then you're like, oh shit, like, you know, it goes from like, thinking about this stuff as a kid to like oh you know there's people who believe these things landed oh shit you know there's people who have seen these things oh shit there's people who say they've been abducted like oh shit there's it just kind of snowballs right into this uh full-fledged just passion i guess <laughs> Look, that's awesome these do you believe aliens have actually been to planet earth um yes Yes, I, I'm a believer they've been here. I don't think it's, uh, you know, there's in the conspiracy alien wor world, there's, you know, there's tons of different paths, you know, from from right from like, you know, they're 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 amongst us to they're, you know, they're controlling the governments to the queens of reptilian. <laughs> right. I've, I, it lives in the hollow earth. There's there's kind of like all sort you can you can get as crazy as you want. Uh, my personal beliefs, you know, I've been looking into these kind of things and discussing cases like that for, you know getting almost to a decade now and it's kind of formed uh you know it's kind of formed of what i think might be happening and one of the things that i you know the analogy i always go to is that there's humans on earth who don't know there's other humans you know what i mean like they don't know what like we if we went and pulled like one of these tribes uncontacted tribes mm -hmm. and like brought them to you know washington dc we would fucking blow their minds they would have am i allowed to swear by the way oh yeah go yeah oh, no perfect worries. we would blow their fucking minds apart with like roads grocery stores like we would their lives they wouldn't even be able to comprehend so yeah, i am sure. kind of under the view of that if you know if we're doing that to our own species like could there not just be like if you take that like a step back could there not be another intelligent race that's just doing the same thing to us oh definitely you know I mean? where it's like they're just like, coming in they're visiting they're like hey we don't really leave these leave these little monkeys right leave these monkeys on this planet earth they're having a good time they're doing the thing we're gonna come look at them you know maybe pluck a few up but it, it's really more of a scientific thing of like non-contact so I, I think they do come to earth and i think i think life is rare and interesting and that's what brings them here but i don't think they're here meddling in our politics 
Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree there. Like even my favorite RPG franchise, the game Star Ocean, they have a thing called the UP3 where it's the underdeveloped planetary protection pact where like if uh, society hasn't come to space travel, it's just like Star Trek, then you don't contact them until they've like discovered interplanetary travel themselves. Yeah, it, well, and that it's 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 such an interesting concept because you know for me I I there's so many weird cases of I always try to wrap stuff up into there's people who you know have lifelong experiences that they say that are are visited by the same kind of beings their entire life so I kind of always think it's like you know if these beings are so advanced they're coming maybe they have a way to warp time and space so time is meaningless to them so when they're coming to a point on earth and say visiting a family or something and you know they abduct the daughter drop her off and uh they visit the daughter throughout her life for the next 40 years maybe it's 40 years for this person being abducted but really for this like alien team that's doing this research you know this is over the span of 30 minutes right they're just popping in and out like all right we'll check her now we'll check her now we'll check her now we're checking now cool let's peace out next like next life forms we'll go and study like you know what i mean like we we don't know what kind of technology these things have uh if if they're out there and what they could possibly manipulate so true that's why i love your guys show you guys just get into it and come up with all these theories and oh it's awesome yeah we're not so, experts like we're we're not experts okay. we're just a bunch of random guys that just started you know talking about this stuff years and years ago and i Man. i mean technically we're subject matter experts now oh, by yeah. the definition we've researched so many of these cases you know we've we've spoke at conventions so we're technically it, it feels weird to say that but we're like kind of subject matter experts it's, it's a it's a weird thing to be a subject matter expert on for sure though must be cool to be able to say that though but like oh it's yeah no it is uh super cool like oh, i've been listening to your guys show since i think like the third episode since like the g baby jesus yeah yeah sweet alien baby jesus yeah yes. when we were young and uh, you know <laughs> so many thoughts but even that man religion like there's so many religions and like especially when you look at the feats you know that they say jesus did if you're just looking at christianity we're not even going to look at the you know how similar they are to you know the the soul this all the sun and stars and all those sorts if you just look at christianity you know the feats that jesus did turn to water wine all this magic and stuff no we've never seen humans do this you know what i mean never so would it make sense more that maybe this was some sort of hybrid alien hybrid if we want to get into the uh, hybrid discussion oh, <laughs> that's yeah. I, it always yeah. fascinates me that people are like no way he's a magical human being <laughs> he could not possibly have be end of another race it's like well let's let's get let's look at that again because what was his mom's name i, I but you, you know i mean like immaculate conception right mary yeah. mom was it joseph yeah mary and joseph yeah joseph didn't sleep with her right Immaculate conception could that have been could jesus have been the first hybrid right yeah, mary was abducted they just didn't right and then boom jesus is born right he all of a sudden he's starting getting fucking he's starting to get messages from the you know the holy father from out in space telling him what to, that he's the that he's the chosen one and he's got all these met these abilities uh right so you know maybe i mean i like that story better like that than i do the other way maybe he was supposed to die and be dissected instead of shoved in a cave well, he came back, right? And that's why we hide our eggs at Easter. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So do you, have you ever had any experiences with aliens yourself? Um, I've had, now I don't know. It's not, I mean, like I've, I've for, I say it at the end, end of every one of our episodes, keep those eyes on the skies. Oh, yeah. I, I've been out, I've, I've 
watched a ton of night sky in the summer, seen tons of weird lights and stuff, you know, and lights where I go like, I don't know what that was. I don't know what that flash was. Um, the only real like creepy, I, I always hesitate to attribute it to just UFOs because I don't know what happened, but it's weird. I'll let, I'll let you decide. It was probably, God, it was probably like 2015 now, 2014. I used to go hunting in the woods up in Okanagan and, uh, we would like, we would always hike this one spot. It's an old, uh, telemark trail. So like cross country skiing, but right in the fall, there's no snow and stuff yet. So you can kind of walk out on all the trails, really nice hunting area looking for deer. And, uh, we would park my truck down like ways down, like two kilometers down the road from where we would hike in. And we'd usually just go post up and, you know, sit until dark. And as soon as you, as soon as it started getting too dark, you know, that dark where it's like every time you blink and open your eyes, it's a little darker. Like that's when you would be like, okay, let's, uh, let's roll, let's head out of here. And it was like a decent night, like nothing bad, like, you know, mixed clouds, like you could see some sky. And, uh, just as it was starting to get like real dark out, we're like, okay, well, let's start hoofing it back. We didn't have any luck. And, uh, as we were walking back, like a, like a really like low flying cloud, like just kind of like slowly rolled in and like crashed into the side of like the mountain we were on. So it just kind of engulfed everything in like a, a fog, right? So we're walking this trail and uh, this fog just kind of like, boom, rolls in. And we're just, we just have our guns. We're walking, it's me and my brother. And as it, the fog kind of it like envelops us, it's all around us. We're just thinking nothing. You're just like, oh, that's, a, this was kind of cool. Right. Like it's weird. This is a weird thing. And then, like, the second it was all around us, all of a sudden, the like loudest metal on metal grinding I've ever heard, like, just it sounded like if you revved up two saws, like saw blades going opposite ways and then just touched them together, it was just like the loudest, like, whining, like, above us yeah. I've ever heard. And at the same time, it was like this huge, circular gusts of wind just started just rocking the trees and the bushes on either side of us like just boom like instantly so much so that we both like we both drop like drop down and we're like holy what is what the hell is going on we're like crouched like on the ground like side by side we both like pulled our guns and we're like what the fuck is going on and it went on for about like maybe 10 seconds it felt a lot longer but I, i'm gonna i'm gonna sh say it was really short because usually when you think something's really long it's you're just scared. So it, yeah, but probably 10 seconds, but it felt like a long time. And then it just stopped. Everything just stopped. There was like total silence in the woods. The fog kind of like rolled up the hill and we were like, what the fuck was that? And we just ran to my truck, like ran as fast as we could ran to my truck. Didn't even look back, got in the truck and was like, what the fuck was that? Like, and, uh, you know, so me and my brother always like to say that, like, we would have been abducted had it not been that we had guns on us. Like that was, we were about to be abducted, but then they're like, oh shit, these things got some guns or something. But that was a crazy, that was a, that was the closest thing, but I don't know what that was. If if it was some sort of natural phenomenon, I don't know. I always like to think that it was something a little more extraterrestrial just because of how weird it was for me. But I mean, yeah, I remember that's, that's you guys you talking have. about that on the show a while back and I just, yeah. I've, I've been so interested ever since. And I, I've, I've always wanted to have a sighting myself. Like there was one time here where my brother apparently said there was like a ufo above the sawmill here 
And I've tried to find like stories or any videos or anything from like the sighting, but like I cannot find anything. I know other people talked about it at the time, but it doesn't seem like anybody like actually recorded it. It's it, I mean, people always talk shit because the, the, the most the most you're going to see something is at night. That's just the way it is. Like it's bright out. Lights are obvious in the sky. But it's like anyone shooting with a camera at night, like. It's gar- garbage. Like it's absolute garbage. Even on like your really good iPhone. Oh yeah. The newest iPhone. The second at night, like even when you look at like if you see a cool sunrise, you take a you you see that with your eyes, you're like, wow, that's amazing. And then you take a phone picture on your phone, you're like, that doesn't do it justice at all. I mean, no. it, so it's it's tough. And I I tell it's 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 a really fascinating thing that I I don't think a lot of people do. And uh, you know, there's courses. There's people. People in the UFO world will sell you courses on how to fucking go out at night and meditate and bring these these things to you and all this stuff. CE five with fucking Dave with Greer or whatever the fuck his name is. You know, they'll sell you all this stuff. But like, if you, I, I've said it for years and years. On a nice summer day when it's comfortable out and you can go sit out, just go sit out and look at the stars. And if you sit out there for three hours. And you do a little bit of research before, you know, make sure, you know, you know, get yourself a nice star finder app, you know what a satellite looks like that you're not going to be instantly <laughs> fooled when you see a satellite or a Starlink, you know, chain rolling by and a couple little planes and stuff. And you sit out there for three hours, you're going to see something in that time where you go, shit, I don't know what that was. That, that was kind of weird. That was a weird light. I, I, I don't know what that was. The second you're sitting there, you can't, you know, knock off the plane, the satellite, you know, this or that. Brother, you got a UFO sighting right then and there. So it's like, it's not a hard thing to get and see whether it's going to be a UFO or not. An actual alien craft, I don't know. But you're going to see weird shit and you're going to be like, it's going to just spark that like curiosity in you. It's fun. So how did you guys end up coming up with the idea for alien fears theorizing? It's kind of like a, it's it's an interesting thing because... Uh, I lived in Thai. I taught English in Thailand, and that's where I met our co-host Dan. And uh, Maester Dan, Maester Daniel, yeah, Maester Daniel. Uh, but he, you know, he's a super smart guy. And we, one of the only English channels we had was like the History Channel. So we would we would get a lot of reruns and marathons of Ancient Aliens. So we would we'd be watching that, and then you know we'd be. I we said one time like because Sukulos or someone's always like an ancient alien theorist theorized that and we're like who are these fucking theorists <laughs> who theorize we're like they, they never say who these people are like what what does that mean so we just kind of thought that was funny we'd be like that'd be a funny name for a podcast just where that's us we're the alien theorists who theorize it's us uh, so we kind of like that was always a joke if we were gonna do one and then uh, our other co-host Zell. Uh, just so happened to like start he's very musically inclined oh, yeah. passionate about music and uh, recording he's he like just had like a quarter life crisis and he's like that's it i'm having a record i'm making a recording studio and i'm gonna record music so we did that and he got all the gear and stuff and uh so when i moved home he was just getting that going and he wasn't recording a lot of music and i was a huge podcast fan man i listen to podcasts all day at work i was like why don't we do one and he's like I don't want to. I want to record music, but music's not going, not getting recorded. So why not? Let's try one. So like we used to just record random shit with the buddies, like all the time, and just like random podcasts. So, like, we did ten episodes of another one that's terrible. I listened. And, uh, yeah, it's 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 there for our, our, you know, some of our subscribers can know what 
what's the meaning of this? this is our first crack at a podcast and uh so then uh it just so happened like we always used to have fucking i mean zell loves smoking weed i mean i used to love smoking weed all the time so you know you get into these like holy fuck do you see about that malaysian flight that's fucking gone what happened to that fucking thing it's fucking alien right and whatever like you know going down some crazy rabbit holes like this and like you know just kind of pondering the universe and uh one day just no one showed up for our other recording and i had told zell that name and he's like why don't we fucking do one of those I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, let's do it. So we did one and literally overnight, you know, no one had ever listened to our other one. We had 10 episodes out. I think maybe it had seven listens for 10 episodes. Uh, and it was like basically all of us. And then we released episode one of Alien Theorist Theorizing. And it was like overnight it had 200 listens. And we're like, damn, oh. we're like, that's, that's crazy. What happened there? That's weird. And then it was just like, all right, well, maybe we should do that one. And then like two weeks later, we recorded episode two and that one got, you know, did a little better. And we're like, oh shit, like that, that's kind of crazy. Maybe we should just keep doing those. Uh, I think we brought Dan on board for like episode four or five, brought him back into the fold. You know, then it's, you know, we've done 300 main show episodes now and 420 over the course of the last eight years. It just kind of snowballed into something. We're just, you know, hanging out with friends. That's what it was. Yeah, and it definitely translates into the show. Like, listening to you guys for so long, it feels like I'm tuning in and listening to my buddies every fucking week. Uh, if listeners go and search through your many episodes, there's two possible times you can find me embarrassing my ass off on the randomatron. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I uh, when me and my uh, when me and my ex broke up, I. Uh, gave her ghost story to you guys and you guys read it out and looking back it's so cringe ah dude we love all those we i love when people you like so you wrote it in oh yeah and uh i'll have to go then i think there was a follow-up one too (laughs) and yeah it you guys did both of mine and listening i listened back not too long ago and i was like oh that i feel cringe for it but like no it's it's that's the thing about podcasting though when you listen when you listen back to yourself like i bet no one thinks you're cringy like listen if they were to listen and find it but it's like when you listen to yourself, you're like, oh my God. You're like, first off, you're like, this is what I fucking sound like. I thought I sound, isn't my voice deeper? I, I feel like yep. I have a deeper voice yep. than this nasally voice that I hear. There's no way that's me. People listen to that. This is crazy. And you're like oh, yeah. so self-conscious of your own voice, especially podcasting. So it's, I don't, I think you're be, just being harsh with yourself. I don't, I don't, I don't think it would be, uh, I probably wouldn't have read it. <laughs> Most of my viewers are from outside Canada. So I've just assumed that they just think this is what Canadians sound like. Yeah. So are you, t- are you East coast Canada? I'm Ontario. Oh, right on. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right yeah. near the Minnesotan border. Thunder Bay. Nice. I want a question for you. What do you think? What do you, th- you think they're here? You think aliens, you believe in aliens? You think they're here? What do you think? I think they've been here, but I don't think they're interacting with us. I'm on you with you on that part. I don't, I don't know. I'm with all this new stuff with the military and all of that stuff coming to light. I'm definitely more open to it than I was before. I got into it similarly as you through ancient aliens. I was a teenager smoking way too much pot and just watching it stoned out of my tree and thinking, what if, what if? And yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely think like there's too much time, too much space for there not to be something else out there. 
Oh, and yeah. for us to think we're the most advanced feels narcissistic to me. Yeah, no, it, it really does. And I, I definitely think that we're just a couple of years away from groundbreaking revelations. Then, And it's going to be first like, hey, you know what? We thought we were the only life in the solar system. Psych. Actually, there's microbial life on Mars. Right. And what like if, if that gets discovered, then it's like, man, that's the next planet over. That means life isn't necessarily as rare as we think then we can go okay well maybe it's just complex life like us right but if there's life everywhere like then it just increases the chances of having complex life in like all these goldilocks zones we found now and stuff is it's like it is interesting but the you know like you said there's the time and distance that's that's definitely a downside for biologics right like we're not we're not we're not built for these long haul interstellar travel. So it's like you got to figure out something better than fucking just sending spaceships adrift with biological matter on it because we don't we don't fare well in space. No, and that's so true. And like unless like unless there's a way for like a ship to be self sustaining and everything like that, you're not yeah. going to be able to sustain generation after generation. And we have no idea yeah. what that would do to a body, right? Well, I mean, we kind of know what it does. Like, you know, they've done research and stuff in the ISS. Like, we know that you're like, you start to, is it atrophy you get? Yeah. Up in space. Like, there's just the, like, you don't do well. Like, your your fucking organs start to fucking weaken and, you know, your joints and your muscle mass, you start to lose your muscle mass. Like, gravity, you know, as much as it keeps us on Earth, it also, like, keeps our bodies together. True. So, it's, it's uh, unless you're going to be in some sort of like frozen like ice cube or something on the journey but still that you know what i mean like it's a it's a one-way trip you're leaving if you're if you're gonna do this whatever you left is you're not coming back to so it's yeah it it to me i i think it would be more some sort of advanced artificial intelligence that would it would make the most sense but you know i i, I can never wrap my head around the like small grays and stuff i'm like well you know seems like if you're making a robot like why would you make any kind of like you could just do like a some sort of drone rather than you know little men so then what are they what kind of technology maybe their bodies are just more adapted for space travel than ours though or they've or they've just figured out a way to you know manipulate space time so it's like they're not you know they can travel faster than light speed to they can fold uh space onto itself and pop out another side right maybe like they that's the only thing that makes sense with those kind of like when you see these little organics because i mean that one motherfucker out in the desert was chopping them up with samurai swords so we know they bleed and if they bleed they die <laughs> so what's allegedly your, so what's your favorite story that you've covered on att oh man there's so many it's so many gold ones the thing is crazy thing is when you research this stuff for so long you really actually become more of a skeptic than a believer and it's it has nothing to do with my personal beliefs it's just that a lot of these stories you go like this doesn't really make sense <laughs> like it doesn't it, this doesn't add up outside of the like the initial claim of like holy fuck there's this was an alien encounter and there's so many for every really good one there's nine bad ones where you're like this i i think this person's full of shit they're lying it doesn't add up but that's not to describe there are stories where I go like, fuck, I don't know. Like I have no easy explanation. There's no easy explanation to turn to that makes the most sense, which a lot of times there is. There'll be like, there'll be an explanation to something and they'll be like, you'd be like, you know what? That's a fucking possibility for me. It makes sense that their actual simple explanation for what these people saw, you know, could be. 
it's the ones where that's off the table to me, you know, like the aerial school UFO where you have all these kids, like 20, 25 kids draw pictures independently of what they saw to researchers and stuff and like authorities and like give it to them. And it's like where there's so much corroborating evidence, you're just like, God damn, like what did these people see? So as for my favorite, I mean, I love the Carl Higdon, Carl Higdon encounter, like the Zanfretta encounter out in Italy. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, yeah, Carl Higdon's a guy, he, he like robots chased that guy into a tree. Like <laughs> he was stuck. He was stuck in a tree as and like shooting arrows at these things. And like he has evidence of the arrows, like of shooting these things and them trying to smoke them out of a tree. It's just like it it's it's fascinating to me. And it's the people that, you know, never afterwards when they have these encounters, they're not like, hey, book me in the convention circuit. I want, you know, people can buy my handshake and uh, and a headshot for me for 50 bucks. It's the people that are like, this is what happened. I've shared it. I don't want anything to do with it. Like, I just leave me alone. Right. I've shared it. It's those ones are the most interesting to me, but it, it's, it's tough because after going through 300, you know, you're like, you know, there's a lot where you're going, yeah, you know, I can see an easier explanation than aliens. That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. I'm just saying you should always report if you think you if you think you saw something. But like I said, the standouts are few and far between for me. Mm-hmm. So if you had to be abducted by any alien race that you guys have discussed on the show, which one would you want to abduct? Oh, you? dude, that's fucking easy, man. Every, you know what? Everyone and like asked me that. It's the same ones that abducted that Anthony Vio Vero Bellis guy out of Colombia, they like cover him in sex jelly and like like these tall blonde nordic aliens <laughs> proceed to have spacex with him for like two days and then peace out and he's just like okay cool that's like if if we're going like you have to be abducted that seems to me like the most pleasant encounter possible uh aside from like i'm not into uh having horrific nightmares for the next 20 years and <laughs> having to undergo a hypnotic regression to try to figure out what's going on <laughs> like uh Anthony seems to be doing pretty well for himself after he was just like, it was the best night of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if it's I, I don't good, know what kind of sex jelly that is, but it's awesome. If it's good sex, then I mean, I guess I'd have to go with that too. But like, yeah, yeah I get for some reason I was gonna, I would have got before you mentioned that I would have gone with the ones who left the guy with the pancakes. Oh, sim- uh, simpleton, simple Simon, yes. Simonton. Joe Simonton. Yeah. Yes. That's a phenomenal, that's a phenomenal one too. I, you know what? I I believe that guy. I believe that guy only because of how far he went. And, you know, for your listeners, I'll give a little recap of the story. He kind of sees an alien spacecraft and he's like, oh, my God, there's a spaceship. And he walks up and there's like three silver suited aliens that kind of looked Italian, <laughs> like flipping, flipping like what looks to be some something on a barbecue. And he just rolls up and they like hand him this pancake. And he like, they're like, yeah, eat, like kind of motion to eat, eat some and like they peace out and he, they leave him with one of these pancakes. And he is like, I mean, it's got to be a pretty amazing feeling when you're like, your whole world changes at that point. If you like legit see aliens and they hand you a pa- pancake, like your whole outlook on life has changed because you're like, we're not alone. There's sp- <laughs> there's fucking spacemen out there. They fucking cook. This is crazy. Like your whole world would be turned upside down. This guy goes and he hires i can't remember which university but he brings him he's like tells him the story listen fucking saw aliens they look like italians they flew down in their spaceship they gave me this pancake this is a space alien pancake and the university was like okay well like if you're paying we'll you know figure out what's in it and uh they came back they're like yeah it's just a pancake with no salt 
<laughs> that's it he paid money for that and it's like that's oh, an embarrassing God. answer and like he went through all this work and i'm like that's so embarrassing because like if the uh, alternate side is is that this guy is a hoaxer and which means he didn't see a spacecraft he didn't see aliens m making pancakes he just at his home decided to concoct this story sit there in his kitchen make himself a saltless pancake and he goes i'm gonna take this to the university right now and make up a lie <laughs> like I, to me i'm just like it's it, it that is almost so unbelievable to me that someone would do that in that situation that i'm like i believe this guy he took a bite out of a saltless alien pancake maybe they came for earth ingredients right <laughs> like that's what they're here they they don't make pancakes anywhere else maybe maybe so my next question for you here is where in the world is mr conspiracy uh, where is he now he's actually he's probably like literally lives 15 minutes away from me <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, just, so uh, he's not he, traveling around anymore no no he's uh he you know he did it he did uh, Australia and then Germany and then he came back and he's been, he's, he's just a, he's just a hard guy. He's a hard guy to lock down, uh, to record. He, he has just about zero interest in podcasting, being on a podcast, recording a podcast. So it's like pulling teeth to try to get him to record, which is a shame, but you know, some people are like that. And I just got to make a quick correction. It's Antonio Vila Boas who had this, sexy sex alien jelly okay okay what advice would you give somebody who's trying to get into aliens and ufos other than of course keep your eyes on the sky <laughs> dude there's so there's so many good books there's so many good documentaries i mean if you're an alien you know ufo fan it, nowadays you're eating good like there's so much there's so many interesting avenues and to be honest just start you know, when you're thinking, no one knows, no one knows what these things are. No one knows what their agenda is. No one knows why they're here. No one knows if they're truly uh, visiting or not. So it, it, this passion is really directed by your beliefs. So while, when you start looking into these things, you're going to form your own ideas. And when you form those own ideas, just there's other people that have written and have books that will align with your ideas and read those and then read people that don't align with you. And you're going to form new opinions and new stuff. And you're just going to have fun doing it and just literally just only look it up if you're enjoying it. Like that's, that's my, my biggest point is just, if you like watching the YouTube videos of, you know, UAPs and stuff, watch them all, watch them all. Cause as you watch them and I've, I've watched hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, you start to easily know after a while you go like, Oh no, I know what that is. That's, those are military flares. That's uh, that's a that's a spaceship. That's a uh, you know a China lantern. And then you're gonna see ones and you're gonna go, I don't know what these ones are. And you're gonna see a string of weird ones. You go, I don't know what these are. Just have fun with it, man. Like that's the if you're getting into aliens, man. There's no there's no wrong or right place to just jump off. It's whatever you're into and whatever you know at the beginning aligns with your kind of theory of everything. Awesome. Have you ever had any negative experiences with anybody from the UFO community? I mean. <laughs> yeah i mean we have yes are you able to talk about them at yeah, all fuck it i don't give a fuck uh giorgio sukalos is a little bit of he's a little bit of uh you know i i don't know the word for him. yeah a little bit he big times everybody it was it was weird because like when we when we've spoken at conventions where the ancient alien crew is at and you know we're 
they flew us down there to speak at the convention and stuff. So we're in the back room, you know, rubbing elbows at the buffet table with like Travis Taylor of, you know, Skinwalker Ranch and, you know, uh, Jeremy Corbell and, you know, all, all these, all these George Knapp, you know, all these big names, Eric Von Daniken, like, you know, big names in the field and, and everyone's super nice. Everyone's really nice talks and shoot the shits. And like Giorgio, he has like his own private stuff away from everyone else. Like security escorts him through like the speakers. So it's like, it's a weird thing. Like as you're like, as you're like in the hall in like, you know, in areas that the public can't come to and you'll just be shooting the shit. Security will like escort, like usher you out of the way so they can walk Giorgio through. And you're like, like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know what I mean? It's so weird. It's such fuck a weird scared. thing. You're going to fuck up his hair. Yeah, I don't know. And it's, it's weird because like, you know, we, we'd be standing there talking to like, you know, other people that are on the show with him, like Travis Taylor and you know, Jason and like, they're getting moved aside and it's not like they're like, Hey, George, like he just walks right past. So, I mean, we always joke that he also stole Andrew's wallet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was going to ask about that. <laughs> that may or may not have happened, but that, that kind of like that story comes from us being less than impressed with him. So it, it was he a mean to us or anything like, no, it's just, it's weird to see that there's such a like camaraderie among everyone for uh, like any level of in the UFO game. And then you just have this one guy. It's like, like he walking around like he's a, you know, like some sort of A-list movie star. You're like, what the fuck is this? It's just a, it's a, it was a weird scene. And maybe that's not how it is all the time, but that's how it was when, when we've seen him both times. <laughs> oh man, you become a meme and he's it all goes through his head. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the thing. And it's like, it, you know, and you, you got to give respect to Giorgio because he, he has zero background <clears> in <throat> fucking aliens or any kind of like research people like, and people listen, like, I don't know, Giorgio, he's a crazy here guy that goes aliens. He like, he was like a publisher for like a bodybuilder magazine What the fuck? Uh, before this. Yeah. Like he is, he has no zero. He has as much credentials to be there. The only thing he has like say over someone like me is hair. Like I have no hair. <laughs> he has a ton of crazy hair. But that's <laughs> like, he has zero credentials to be there. Oh, and now it's, it's so funny because we always laugh because now he's got like a show of like Giorgio Sucolos travels the world looking at the seven wonders. We're like, who the fuck is paying for these things? This guy has zero credentials. So, oh my god, he, you know, man! He wasn't. She, he wasn't he can get away with with a fucking standout hairdo. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's pretty fun. But no one, everyone's everyone in the field has always been super nice to us. No one's no one's ever big time. Other podcasts and stuff, and even like you know, quote unquote, like rival podcasts, podcasts that are like competing with us for the same audience. We're all tight. Like we're all really good friends. We've, you know, we hit each other up when we're seeing slumps in numbers or when we're trying to change publishers or, you know, change hosts. Um, we talk, right? Because everyone has experience with them. So it's really a tight knit group. We all stick together. So it's, that's it's, awesome. Uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's a, re it, it's really hasn't been a lot of negative, to be honest. So what is the best part about being a fan of aliens for you? I mean, right now it's a lot of vindication, right? Like, so it's for me being a fan of aliens and now getting to talk to like, you know, I just got to interview a ton of big names in the field and experiencers and stuff like firsthand. That's fucking so cool. That that's been the coolest part for me is just, this has opened up, you know, to be able to, to talk to, you know, like the Kevin days of the world, who was a radar operator on the Nimitz who, you know, saw, saw these things that commander Fravor, 
you know, saw in the air, he saw them on his radar, right? So it, it just to see these things and the government coming out and saying like, these aren't fake, they're real. It, it like, this is the coolest time right now to be a, an extraterrestrial or alien fan. Definitely. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Braden. It has Thanks been so me. cool getting to talk to you. This was one of my like, when I set out, I was like, man, I want to talk to the guys from Alien Theorists. <laughs> that was like my number one goal. So I still have to get Zell, Andrew, and Dan. Dan will be the next easiest. Uh, Zell and Andrew are really tough because they got really tough schedules. But Dan will be the next easiest for you. Dan, love. And uh, right. yeah, thanks for having me, man. And congratulations on 20 episodes. Thanks to Braden for coming on for our big 20th episode. And thank you, everybody listening, who stuck with us through 20 episodes. I hope we can keep making the show better and better over time for you guys and that we can make something everybody's proud to be a part of. If you'd like to be a part of this show and be a guest, reach out to us at pod.fandoms at gmail.com or hit up our Discord linked in the episode description or join us on Facebook at our new Facebook page, Fandoms Podcast. Thanks, everyone, and we hope to bring you more great episodes in the future.